5: Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast.
2: Third hour, Clay and Buck kicks off right now. We're joined by Senator J.D. Vance of Ohio. Senator Vance, appreciate you calling in.
1: Hey, guys, how are you?
2: We're good. We're good. I haven't talked to you in a bit, J.D. Thanks for being here. Um, let's uh, look. There's a few things we want to get to on the legislative side. Visa overstays, the Ukraine accounting amendment, some stuff you're working on. But as you know, you saw this morning, there's the meeting between Trump attorneys and the special counsel, Jack Smith, in relation to January 6th. What's your sense of of what's happening here and, and what are your expectations in the days ahead?
1: Well, look, I think Trump will get indicted for something related to January 6th. It'll be a complete sham. Of course, the, the entire prosecution is predicated on a false idea of what Trump did on January the sixth. He never encouraged any violence. In fact, he actively encouraged the protesters to stay peaceful. Uh, but this is useful for the Biden folks politically. I, I you know, I, I tend to buy the idea that this helps them in the primary. But they're trying to set up this sort of series of facts where the average, you know, pretty low-information voter thinks that Donald Trump is a crook, and not that in fact Joe Biden is a crook and he's using his Department of Justice. To go after his political rivals which is exactly what's happening here the the fact that this comes literally the day after uh the 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 hunter biden plea deal falls apart under just minor investigation by the federal judge there just a little bit of peeling back the onion and the entire plea deal fell apart and really i think revealed the corruption of the department of justice shocking that this prosecution is coming the day after uh but it, it just shows how brazen these guys are i mean they they know they have the media they know they have the capacity to tell a story uh, that's totally untrue. So they're just going to shove it down everybody's throats and hopes, hope that it works out politically.
3: You went to Yale Law School, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Same law school that Hunter Biden went to. I don't know if you guys overlapped at all. Uh, I think he's o- older, so I don't think that would be the case. But when you look at Hunter Biden's resume, uh, we were talking about this earlier. I went to law school, you know, came out 25 years old, working to try to pay off my loans like most people who go to law school. Hunter Biden almost immediately went to work for his dad's top campaign donor in MBNA uh in-house making hundreds of thousands of dollars. He was making over a million dollars a year of counsel at a big firm. <clears throat> uh, for a lot of people out there who understand the practice of law, this is this is crazy. And this what they were attempting to ram through yesterday was A protection, basically, for Hunter Biden, not only for failing to pay millions of dollars in taxes, but also from any future potential prosecutions that he might face for the bevy of felonies that were embedded in that laptop. And while we are talking about the Hunter Biden clear felonies, they are trying to put Donald Trump in prison for the rest of his life. Purely from a legal perspective, again, with your background have we ever seen anything like this in american legal history and what do we have to do to clean all this up
1: uh no we haven't and and i actually did know a uh, hunter at yale law school he was my my crack dealer for all those late nights nighters uh, that i was i was pulling uh no i, I obviously we, we never crossed paths before uh ne- never have but Look, here's the basic issue. What they're doing with Hunter Biden, and I got to be honest with you, I don't really care about the president's son. I care about the president of the United States. And what they're doing by effectively giving Hunter Biden legal immunity for everything related to the crimes committed over the last few years is they're effectively saying we're not going to investigate anymore. So all of the corruption, some of it is is almost certainly real. Some of it we, we, we can only guess at. But all of that corruption is going to stay hidden because the Department of Justice is giving this guy a get-out-of-jail-free card. So this isn't about Hunter Biden. This is giving Joe Biden a get-out-of-investigation card in the midst of a presidential election while they're simultaneously prosecuting Donald Trump uh, for a couple of different things. Now, I, I have been really fired up about the, Donald, the first Jack Smith prosecution of Trump over classified documents. Because I think it goes to the heart of presidential authority. What they're really saying, everybody admits that Trump could have classified any document that he wanted to. So they're trying to throw him in jail for failing to, to, to dot the I's and cross the T's on his own administration's declassification process. That is insane. Even if you grant everything that they say that Donald Trump did, and by the way, I don't, but even if you do, you're trying to throw the guy in prison because he didn't fill out the right paperwork? That's crazy. And to do it in such a politically charged way, that's the most bizarre thing. Because look, we, we've seen wrongdoing from the left and from the right over, over the course of American history. Using your own Department of Justice to go after your political opponent, it really is, can't be said enough, banana republic stuff. It is intentional election interference. They they don't care about whether Donald Trump broke the law. They care about Donald Trump might be able to win re-election as president in 2024. And they're using, I mean, 230 years of goodwill about our law and order system. They're destroying it to prevent the wrong guy from winning in 2024. That's all this is about.
2: We're speaking to Senator Vance of Ohio. And, uh, Senator, the visa overstay legislation you're working on, I mean, this I see here – It would require some immigrants to deposit up to $15,000 to prevent overstay. The the border is a huge mess, but visa overstays are a big problem, too. Tell us about this.
1: Yeah, so I was sort of shocked at the scale of this. So you have about 3 million visa overstays. That's 3 million illegal aliens, people who have no right to be in our country who are staying. And we know, of course, that the Biden administration has rapidly expanded the visa program. Uh, they give people visas. They say, come back, we'll adjudicate your case. Uh, you know, and that never happens. Of course, a lot of these people disappear in some way. So there are all of these different ways in which people overstay their visas. Sometimes they're given legitimate visas to study or so forth, and they just overstay their welcome. Uh, what we're basically proposing put a little skin in the game so that if they overstay their visa, they lose a lot of resources in the process. It's sort of a self enforcement mechanism. And it's just, you know, one more tool in the shed we need to enforce our nation's immigration laws. You know, we're we're really suffering under a global cabal of people who don't think that nations should have borders. You see it in the visa overstay, in the crisis in the southern border. You see it in the lack of borders, not just here, but you see it in other countries as well. There's this entire idea that nations should not be able to select who become citizens, and we have to fight back against that. And this is one one way in which we're trying to give you know, folks the tools to fight back against the violation of our borders.
3: Senator, I, I, I want to go back to what you were just laying out about um, this attack. And, and I understand there's lots of other things going on, but I, I think it goes to the essence of really our ability to have free and fair elections. How do you think merrick garland sleeps at night as the attorney general who is in charge of trying to put the chief political adversary of his boss in prison for the rest of his life i think it is a failure of attorney general dumb status the likes of which we've never seen in the history of our republic what do you think is going on there is he totally captured is he a true believer how did he end up leading a Department of Justice that would turn its back on all of the history of American justice?
1: So I have a pet theory on this. I you know, I have no idea if this is true, but I'll, I'll, lay, I'll lay out my, my psychological theory. So Merrick Garland, I met him one time, and he seemed like a totally reasonable guy. No, Not a guy on the Supreme Court, but a totally reasonable guy. This is probably seven or eight years ago. He was nominated to the Supreme Court. His nomination course, killed by Senate Republicans, as it should have been, and it broke them. I, I think the guy became a full bore radical in response to that experience. Um, and, and he has decided to take it out on the American people and the American system of, of law and order. I mean, you, everything gets caught up, of course, in the 2024 presidential politics. But if you walk through the number of cases, you know, the Catholic pro, pro-life father was arrested like a thug in front of his, in front of his seven children for the crime of peacefully protesting or the FBI investigations into parents who were protesting at their kids' school board meetings. What you see is a pattern of a Department of Justice that really uses the power of the state for political prosecutions. You can't... And this is what Merrick Garland is fundamentally...
2: Senator uh, Vance with us right now from Ohio. Appreciate you being with us, sir. Um, what do you think happens with the, uh, the, the possible... Hunter Biden plea deal at this point. You know, it's Clay pointed out you went to law school. Where do you think that
1: goes? Yeah, look, I I think if you if you really try to what happened yesterday, uh, I I think there's a lot of evidence that the the Hunter Biden, the prosecutors and the defense attorneys tried to pull one over on a judge who was a lot smarter than they bet. And as soon as she started to sort of pull at the thread of that plea deal, Everybody realized this was incredible corruption. I don't think that she would have accepted the plea deal. And I think she also revealed the way in which they had hidden what, what the implications were, which, which again, is that it's not just Hunter Biden would go free on those charges, but that they would not investigate him for anything. And that that's the fundamental problem here. So where do I think this goes? I mean, it's it's tough to say because I think it's clear now this judge is not going to accept the full-scale get-out-of-free jail card for Hunter and Joe Biden. And so they're going to go back to the drawing board. I'm sure they'll propose something else. If this judge is is as good as she appears to be, then we may be in a situation where the, the American legal system, while Mer- Merrick Garland is putting it under a lot of stress, it's actually working the way that it's meant to, and uh, the DOJ might have to do its job a little bit. That would be a good thing. It would be welcome. I'm not celebrating just yet, but, man, it was a good sign – that just very, very minor scrutiny of that deal, and the whole thing blew up.
3: Last question for you, Ukraine. Uh, We heard a lot about this counteroffensive and how successful it was going to be on behalf of Ukraine. It certainly has not taken off this summer, as I think it's fair to say Zelensky and others would have hoped. What should happen in Ukraine from your perspective for the United States uh, position, and what do you think is happening going forward?
1: Well, look, I think the counteroffensive has been a failure. I take no pleasure in saying that. But, look, this has clearly been a error for about a year now. The Russians aren't gaining much ground. The Ukrainians aren't gaining much ground. The question for the United States is, do we want a 10-year war of attrition in this region of the world? It'll cause worldwide energy crises. It'll cause worldwide food crises. It'll, of course, kill a lot of innocent people. Do we want that? Leverage the fact that we're the main funders of the war on the Ukrainian side. Use that leverage and bring this thing to a close. The idea that the Ukrainians can continue to fight without our billions of dollars of support is ridiculous. If we wanted to, I think we could bring this war to a close very quickly. I think it's a good sign that that all of the marquee presidential candidates on the Republican side are sounding the alarm about our long-term investment in Ukraine that it has to eventually stop. And what I think needs to happen is very simple. President Biden or whoever succeeds him to go to Zelensky and say, we've done our part. We've done more than enough. We are done funding the conflict. You need to figure out how to bring this thing to a close. And I think it would take a month uh, if that happened. It it Really, the war cannot continue without America's support. So I think we should be trying to force a peaceful settlement.
3: He's Senator J.D. Vance from Ohio. Appreciate the time. Have a good weekend, Senator.
1: Thanks, guys. Take care.
3: Uh, If you're in a competitive line of work, guess what? You need every competitive edge to win, and that's exactly what our friends at Chalk provide. This is a Texas-based company full of patriots producing Best-in-class nutritional supplements. And look, the one I want to focus on here is the Chalk male Vitality Stack. Combination, all natural ingredients that's been proven to replenish diminished testosterone levels in guys by 20% in just three months' time. Now, again, this is all natural because testosterone is a primary energy source. We need healthy T levels for stamina, energy, and focus. Chalks Mel Vitality Stack will help with this. You should go check it out for yourself. I've talked about it. I wish we could send this to the Biden White House so they didn't have to rely on cocaine so much. Uh, I'd like them to take all-natural supplements. CHOQ is the website. You can get hooked up right now. That's com. 35% off any Chalk subscription for life right now. That's for life. Use my name, Clay, C-L-A-Y, in your purchase process to get that 35% off. One more time, go check it out today. Put some testosterone in your life so you don't end up like the Biden White House. C-H-O-Q, C-H-O-Q, 35% off for life today. Making sense in an insane world. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton.
6: Okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.
3: welcome back in clay travis buck sexton show want to encourage all of you to go subscribe to the clay and buck podcast tens of millions of downloads coming through every single month we have got a monster audience there certainly you can listen to the program every single day on the iHeartRadio radio app but uh there are lots of unique podcast exclusives buck's been doing a lot of interviews the variety of different newsmakers you can go listen to those long form interviews I did a long-form interview with Ron DeSantis in Nashville earlier this week. Um, there's lots of news that came out of that interview, and I wanted to play this for all of you out there. You can go listen to the full hour uh, if you go to the Clay & Buck podcast. It's an entertaining conversation from baseball cards to Fauci on COVID, many different angles. I think you guys will enjoy that discussion, and again, it's only available on podcast at Clay & Buck, but uh, I wanted to put out there uh, this audio clip. I want to get your reaction to it, Buck. I asked uh, DeSantis whether he would consider RFK Jr. as a vice presidential running mate in the event that he was the nominee. Uh, this was that answer.
1: You know, you need somebody that's going to reflect the values of the broad
2: coalition. Yes, the medical stuff, I'm very good on that. So that does appeal to me. But there's a whole host of other things that he'd probably be out of step with. And so on that regard, it's like, okay, if you're president you know, sick him on the FDA if he'd be willing to serve or sick him on CDC, uh, but in terms of being veep, if there's, you know, 70% of the issues that he may be averse to our base on, you know, that just creates an issue. I, I think that's what we. I've been trying to say here, which is that yeah. he's still a Democrat, everybody. I mean, he, he can be right on some things. He can have had an impressive run up to this point uh, and, and raise a lot of important issues, but, you know, and, and maybe not. At some point, though, if he's not a democrat why is he running as a democrat? You know what I mean? At some yeah. point if everyone's so sure that he's great on all the issues then why isn't he a republican? That's the straightforward I
3: think question. I think his answer and we should have him on again. If we requested that alley to get him on again because we had him on for a while a uh, while back. I think his answer would be I'm sticking to the Democrat party because my family are historic democrats. I just think the Democrat party is I'm speaking as if I were RFK. I think he would say that he thinks the Democrat party has lost its mind and so he's trying to bring him back towards sanity. Um, I mean, but that's... If, if he agrees
2: with Republicans on 90% of issues, let's just say theoretically, turning around to the Democrats and being like, hey, you guys are wrong on... You've become a Republican, whatever his family well, history I, may be.
3: I mean, look, I voted Democrat when I was younger. Now I vote Republican, because I agree with Republicans on not every issue, but the vast majority of issues out there, as I would imagine most of our audience does. And... Yeah, look, the idea of him being in charge of the CDC, I, I kind of love it because it's a slap in the face from Ron DeSantis to all of the lies that we've been told by the CDC, and I actually think RFK Jr. would be better at getting to the truth on a lot of these lies that we've been told, and it's a consequence. It's a reckoning in some way. Hey, you were right on COVID. Let's give you an opportunity now to be right about other things.
2: If If he gets to be the sledgehammer... That gets to be swung at the walls of the edifice of the CDC. Great, <laughs> right? yeah. I mean, fun. so I think I think Ron DeSantis is the thinking uh, totally aligns here, which is when people have a particular skill set that they'd be very useful for the American people in deploying, deploy that skill set.
3: So left wing buck is losing its mind over DeSantis saying this. The Democrats are pulling their hair out, which I think probably is a sign that it's not an awful idea.
2: Yeah, that makes it fun just in and of itself. Look, practice is the only way you become an expert at something that you enjoy doing. For gun owners like me, we like our time at the range. Up until recently, that was really the only way you could work on improving your aim and keeping your skills sharp. But now there's a way to practice from home that's safe with a no-ammo training tool called Mantis X. Mantis X is a training system that is all electronic and it helps you improve your shooting accuracy. It attaches to your firearm like a weapon light. Turn it on and connect your smartphone and the Mantis X app. Once that happens... Mantis X gives you data-driven, real-time feedback on your technique, guides you through drills and courses. 94% of gun owners improve within 20 minutes of using Mantis X. 100% will like to tell you about how much fun it is to use once you get started. Start improving your shooting accuracy today. Look, it's military-grade technology at an affordable price for you. Go to MantisX.com. That's M-A-N-T-I-S-X.com.
3: Tommy Tuberville of the great state of Alabama, we got a lot to dive into with him. But let's start off right here, um, off the top, Senator. When you look at all of the revelations that continue to come out surrounding Joe Biden, I know that whether or not impeachment should exist is a House decision in the first place. But have you ever seen anything like the allegations of criminal uh, behavior that we've seen from the Biden family in the last several
7: months? Well, I have not, not in my lifetime. Uh, and they, it continues to get worse, Clay. It's uh, it's just amazing. It's been hidden. You know, the mainstream media has done this to our country. Uh, this should have been out a long time ago. You know, the laptop came out, and of course, they hid that just for the election. But uh, I hate the countries getting ready to have to go through something that we shouldn't have to go through. Um, you know, the leaders at the top uh, should be crystal clear in terms of. What they've done, how they've done it should be vetted thoroughly before, especially when you run for senator or Congress or president of the United States. And it was a lot of cover up. And it's just sad for our country. It's sad for, you know, where our media stands as we speak. And uh, again, we're getting ready to go through something that is unprecedented in this country. And uh, unfortunately, it's going to have to be done.
2: Senator Tubble, I appreciate you being with us. Um, what do you think is the proper response? Obviously, you don't have a majority in the Senate, so Senate power can't help very much. But this uh, this Trump indictment—I um, I know uh, as we speak, you haven't seen it yet. We don't—you don't know exactly what's in it, um, but it's coming. We all know that. What do you think about the fact that we have a president who, or I'm sorry, a presidential candidate and leading presidential candidate right now? Who is facing multiple criminal indictments in an election year?
7: Well, they've been after him for six, seven years, and most of it has not stuck whatsoever. Uh, I'm a big Trump fan. Uh, I'm a believer even more since I've been here for two and a half years. We have to have somebody in the White House that believes in our country. Uh, basically, what we've got now, guys, is we've got America versus uh, anti Americans. And it is just, it's gotten simply to that point. It's just true vanilla. Uh, it's, it's, uh, people that want to change this country. Uh, president Trump will be probably be indicted maybe one, two or three more times. They cannot have him run and win because he threw a, a wrench into their, uh, their engine last time, uh, when he beat Hillary Clinton. And, uh, they were just going to continue on with Barack Obama's, uh, complete, uh, socialist agenda. So it is, uh, Yeah. Again, it's just I hate it for our country. We're dead broke. We're thirty-two trillion in debt. We've got the animals running a zoo up here. Now we've got some good people. uh, I will say that, but we also got a lot of people that want to completely change this country from what it is to something else. They don't want to go by the Constitution. They lie every time they open their mouth. Now this is some people, and they continue to attack people that love this country. They attack me every day, but I'm fine with that. I mean, it, I ran for this knowing that I, I expected to be attacked, but the American people don't deserve this. And it's just something that unfortunately we've got to go through it, but we've got to get this country back on the right track. We're off the rails as we speak. And uh, we've got huge problems being broke. We are on the cusp of, of a major war, World War Three, and then if you just look at the things going within our country, we, we don't have control. There's no security in our country. People don't feel safe. We've got to get back to the country that we all know and love that's been with us for 247 years and go by the dang constitution and quit breaking it every day.
3: talking to Senator Tommy Tuberville of Alabama. We're number one in Birmingham. We appreciate everybody listening down there. Uh, And you are working right now with Joe Manchin um, on name, image, and likeness legislation. This would impact uh, how all college athletes are able to be compensated. Before I get into that, uh, Joe Manchin, do you think, based on your relationship with him, that he's going to run for president? Do you think he's going to run for governor, back to try to run for the Senate? What do you think he's going to do next year?
7: I ask him every day. I can't get it out of him. Uh, <laughs> I, I think he, he really feels like he, he he's done his service in the Senate. I, I would not be shocked if he doesn't run for the No League or No Name Party, whatever they're calling it. Uh, Joe's a good person. He's a good American. He believes in the country. He believes in the Constitution. Uh, but uh, you know, you just don't know where where these people are going to go up here. It's a it's a different world. You gotta you gotta you gotta pick a direction. In a road that which you think you can help the most joe's done some good up here he's done some good since he's been here he's been a, in politics a long time but he's getting to the point where it might be time to go play golf and uh, run around with the grandkids or do something else but again you'll have to ask him that question
3: all right so you have been a head football coach i believe at old miss at auburn at texas tech and cincinnati uh, i remember off the top of my head uh nil for people out there who don't know uh, individual college athletes are now able to make money off of their name, image, and likeness, which is the acronym NIL. As a result, there are a lot of different state laws. Uh, there's a different law in California than there might be in Florida, than New York and in, uh, in Alabama, all these different places. What are you guys trying to do succinctly for people out there that would federalize in some way one overarching rule, I believe, as it would pertain to NIL?
7: You're exactly right, Clayton. First of all, we want to save college sports because it's, it's, it's what people love in our country. And it's something that has not been, been corrupted, so to speak. First of all, I'd like to say this. I spent 40 years in it. I understand it. I understand that these athletes, men and women, do a great service, but it's also, they are, are well rewarded for what they do in terms of scholarship money given from the schools, they already make some money, but I'm not against athletes making more money. I'm, I'm for that. If, if they deserve it, what we want to do, Joe Manchin and I, we set out over a year ago to say, okay, let's help the situation. Now this is not Joe Manchin's bill. This is not uh coach Turberville's bill. This is this bill that we have written has come from working with athletic directors, presidents, NCAA coaches, players, all people involved, and it's it it has evolved very many times. We've written it up, we've started over, we've done other things. Actually, we had a bill done about a month ago. Then we had an influx of coaches coming from all over the country, all conferences, and we told them, "Go to your congressman, go to your senator, give them advice uh, of of what you think uh, it needs to be done." And let's if we need to change this bill, let's do it. And we did. There were some good things that they brought to us. And so we changed it again. We feel like we've got the best bill now, not to go overboard on the rules. Now, I can remember the day back when I was coaching, the NCAA rule book on recruiting looked like a Sears catalog. I mean, the thing was three or four inches thick. We do not need that. We need basic rules coming from the federal government. And then after that, if we can get this passed, let the NCAA and the people involved add to that how they want. But what we want to do is make sure all 50 states go by the same basic rules. And right now we've we've got uh, the wild, wild west going on and we have to get control. There are two things I wanted to make sure we did. Number one, get money out of recruiting. The NIL from the Supreme Court had nothing to do with recruiting money and kids to universities. NIL says you can make money off your name, image, and likeness. Once you get to the school. And then if you uh, do that, fine, go out and, and make as much money as you want. We have to put education and the student athlete first. Money needs to come third. And if we don't go in that in that order, we're going to lose it. We're going to lose women's sports. We're going to lose Olympic sports. Uh, football will survive. Basketball will survive. But the other sports are going to have a hard time making it because they're not going to have any funds to make it.
2: Senator Tuberville, what do you think the role of the federal government should be, of the of the legislative branch, obviously, House, the Senate, um, in dealing with the uh, gender in sports issue that has been created by the left in recent years where you have biological males competing against females? Uh, do you think that there's a, a legislative role that needs to be adopted here?
7: Well, they're having hearings on it today in the House. Uh It's a shame we have to even approach this or even think about this idea of a biological boy or a man participating in women's sports. It makes no sense. It's not fair. It's not safe. And it's downright wrong. And uh, we've lost all common sense when it comes to that. You've got, you've got athletes, women athletes. Now they're one, uh, that's getting ready to retire that's playing in this women's soccer league right now. And uh, she's all for uh, boys playing in women's sports only for the fact that she's retiring had they been able to play when she was in it, she'd be working at a grocery store or something. I mean, these biological boys and men will take over women's sports if allowed to do that. We're going to fight it tooth and nail. We need women's sports. we need men's sports. They need to be separate. Again, it is not safe to let them participate against each other. And we want to make sure we give women and young girls, the opportunities, the same opportunity that title nine gives them, as of boys senator uh
3: as we roll into college football season i'm just curious um how much college football talk is there in the in the senate like leave aside politics i bet joe manchin i think he's a big west virginia mountaineer fan leaving aside the fact democrat republican everything else how much college football how much sports talk in general is there in the senate when you guys take a break from the political realm of the day
7: Oh, there's quite a bit. You'd be, you'd be amazed. Uh, the college sports much more than, than uh, professional sports because everybody obviously is from their, they have their home state or where they went to school. Uh, they had to campaign. Uh, they have to know a lot about sports at the universities, all not just one or two universities, but all the universities in their state. So yeah, we, we, uh, we have a lot of conversation about, uh, about all the sports and again, there's, there's a, a lot of talk about this transgender movement. And I haven't heard many people that's even We would even consider this on the Republican side. Now on the democratic side, they fall in, in line, like, like ducks walking behind each other that I know most of them don't believe in it because they got daughters or granddaughters that don't want this to happen to them, but they let politics get involved. And if we don't get politics out of this, out of sports and this transgender, uh, uh movement, and we're going to have huge problems and very uh, uh, important problems that I don't know whether we can solve them down the road. But, yes, we do have quite a bit of talk about sports uh, on the Senate floor, in the cloakroom, and in our hearing rooms.
2: Well, Senator Tubberville, appreciate you being with us, sir. Uh, thanks very much. Thank you. Organizations doing great work should be supported, particularly those working on a non-profit basis. Preborn's network of clinics is one of them. The team of people working in their clinics nationwide collectively are saving the lives of 200 unborn children a day on average. They do that by meeting and befriending pregnant mothers deciding between life and death for their unborn child. By earning their trust, offering support, and introducing them to the child they're carrying with an ultrasound, many mothers make the decision to choose life for that unborn baby. One ultrasound is just $28 to save a life. If you believe in what Preborn stands for and does each and every day to bring life into this world, please make a donation of any amount, whether it's $28 or more. You can do so with your cell phone. Remember, one $28 donation will provide an ultrasound, uh, ultrasound that is likely to save a baby's life. Just dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby. That's pound 250, say baby, or go online to preborn.com slash buck. That's preborn.com slash B-U-C-K, sponsored by Preborn.
5: Download and use the new Clay and Buck app. Listen to the program live. Catch up on any part of the show you might have missed. Find every podcast as they're released and listen. Find the Clay and Buck app in your app store and make it part of your day.
0: More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast and this time
5: just want to
2: remind you to please subscribe to the Clay and Buck podcast on the iHeartRadio app. First of all, you got to download the iHeartRadio app, which is a phenomenal app. It's free. You can listen to lots of stuff, music, podcasts. But download that app, and then make sure you type in Clay and Buck, or probably just Clay or Buck, and our show will pop up. And then you can subscribe to it. And that way you'll get additional stuff like we have in the uh, the podcast stream um, including the Tudor Dixon show, long-form interviews. Clay, you put your uh, long-form sit-down with Ron DeSantis in there too, right? So a lot of stuff that you're not necessarily going to even hear on radio is on the Clay N. Buck podcast stream. Clay, it's um, it's you know usually this part of the summer in, in late July going into uh, a primary that's you know six months away. Things start to settle down. I really mean this. I think we're heading into the and and it's, you know, honor to be with you and the team and all of our listeners as we do this. I think this is going to be the craziest presidential election any of us have ever seen. I really mean that. I know it seems early, but I just think this is going to be
3: bonkers. Well, we're in uncharted and unprecedented waters in many respects. I mean, yesterday's show with the Hunter Biden uh, supposed plea agreement that fell apart was a show that has never been done. Like, we've never seen anything like that. And when you contemplate that President Trump is going to be standing trial, we know, unless something changes in terms of the schedule, on May 20th of 2024, for a couple of weeks, facing felony charges in South Florida, all of the other uh, legal ramifications continue to play out in terms of what the charges will be, when those cases would be developed, when there might be people standing trial. We've never seen anything like it. And that's presuming, Buck, this is what's wild. That's presuming that two guys, I mean, Trump is 77. Biden will soon be 81. That's presuming that two guys who basically have outlived the average lifespan. We saw, unfortunately, what happened yesterday with Mitch McConnell, uh, where he just kind of froze. That's presuming that these older people who are in such positions of power in our federal government... Are still able to uh, are still able to be there, right? I mean, it wouldn't. It's, I hate to mention it, but it wouldn't stun anybody if suddenly Joe Biden had some sort of physical health condition. I think he seems to be in far worse shape than than Trump. But we know it's going to be crazy, and Buck, that's without any of the additional crazy that we can't even predict potentially getting all rolled in as well.
2: I, I just think that uh, we got to pace ourselves. One thing we're going to do here on the show not going to get too far ahead of things as we saw uh, yesterday with the, with the hunter situation the story can change minute to minute and it can have national implications whether it's involving uh, the biden camp or situation of trump or any of the other candidates out there uh you know i'm hearing a lot of people that are talking about the the really uh incredible rise that vivek has had so far you know we had him on the show recently he's doing super well And and when I see doing well, it's not even just about who's going to be the president. There is a component of this. I've always said this about Senator Rand Paul uh, when he's run in the past. There are some people you just want in the conversation because people need to hear it. And, you know, I think that's true of Vivek. I think you'd say that's true of RFK Jr. right now, too, on a lot of issues.
3: Yeah, we talked about RFK Jr. earlier in the show with Ron DeSantis saying he would consider him for CDC or for FDA. Yes. We just talked about that with RFK Jr., whether that DeSantis would consider him as the head of the FDA or the CDC. And so there's a lot of moving parts. Nobody really knows what's going to happen, Buck. Hey, Milwaukee, save the date. Tuesday, August 22nd at 8 p.m. Join me and News Talk 1130 WISN host Dan O'Donnell for a little pregame huddle at the Paps Theater. It's the eve of the first GOP primary debate, and we're going to talk strategy and lay out a game plan on how the Republican Party can win the next election. Get your tickets at clayandbuck.com. Each ticket comes with my new book, American Playbook, the most important book you'll read this year. Can't wait to see y'all in Milwaukee.
0: Thanks for rolling with us, everybody. We'll talk to you tomorrow.